he sing songs. You, you, you edit my life. You are my wife, my Mac the knife. She began shaking her head from side to side. It doesn't seem to do me much good, does it? Never mind. What was that creeping so slyly upon her lips? Was it a smile? A small, reluctant smile? Yes. I'm fed up with you immediately began to dissolve once more. They were halfway down the parking lane when two figures appeared in the headlights, walking toward the elf and Balzac's. Two girls, dark-haired, chattering away, apparently having just parked their car. They couldn't have been more than nineteen or twenty. The girls and the trolling elf drew close rapidly. The girls were wearing denim shorts with the belt lines down perilously close to the Mons Veneris, and the pants legs cut off up to here, practically up to the hip socket, and left frayed. Oh, that's attractive, Mac muttered. Ed couldn't take his eyes off them. Attractive? Attractive barely began to describe what he felt. Such nice, tender, long legs the two girls had. Such short, little, short shorts. So short, they could shed them just like that. As Mac trolled past them, one of the dirty girls pointed at the green elf, and both started laughing. Laughing, eh? Apparently they had no appreciation of how upscale green was, or how hip the elf was, or how cool. Even less could they conceive of the elf, fully loaded as it was, with green accessories and various esoteric environmental meters, plus Protex Deer radar. They couldn't conceive of this little elf of a car costing $135,000. But really, Ed, being this late, making them all wait, it's really so bad. It's not nice, and it's not right. It's so trifling. It's, she paused, it's, it's, it's downright shiftless. Oh, trifling, is it? God Almighty, and shiftless, too. For the first time on this whole gloomy excursion, Ed felt like laughing. These were two of Mac's white Anglo-Saxon Protestant words. In all of Miami-Dade County, all of Greater Miami, very much including Miami Beach, only members of the shrinking and endangered little tribe they both belonged to, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, used the terms trifling and shiftless, or had a clue what they actually meant. Yes, he too was a member of that dying genus, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, but it was Mac who truly embraced the faith. Not the Protestant religious faith, needless to say. Nobody on the east or the west coast of the United States who aspired to even entry-level sophistication was any longer religious. Certainly not anyone who had graduated from Yale the way he and Mac had. On paper, Ed was an ideal, typical member of the breed himself. Hotchkiss, Yale, tall, 6'3", slender in a gangly way, Light brown hair, thick but shot through with glints of gray. Looked like Donegal Tweed, his hair did. And of course there was the name, his last name, which was Topping. He himself realized that Edward T. Topping IV was white Anglo-Saxon Protestant to the maximum, to the point of satire. Not even those incomparable knobs of snobbery, the British, went in for all the thirds, fourths, fifths, and the occasional sixth you came across in the United States. That was why everybody began to call their son, Eddie, Fiverr. 
His full name was Edward T. Topping V. Five was still pretty rare. Every American with third or higher after his name was a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant or had parents who desperately wished he were. But Jesus Christ, what was some white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, some last lost soul of a dying genus, doing editing the Miami Herald with a name like Edward T. Topping IV? He had taken on the job without a clue. When the Loop Syndicate bought the Herald from the McClatchy Company and suddenly promoted him from editor of the editorial page at the Chicago Sun-Times to editor-in-chief of the Herald, he had only one question. How big a splash would this make in the Yale Alumni Magazine? That was the only thing that took hold in the left hemisphere of his brain. Oh, they, the Loop Syndicate Corporate Research Department, tried to brief him. They tried. But somehow, all the things they tried to tell him about the situation in Miami wafted across his brain's Brokas and Wernicke's area.